재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Every Wednesday, we take a moment to look after your health in a little thing we call Health Mirror. All kinds of issues, problems, good advice through the eyes of Korean traditional medicine. The wisdom of centuries kind of coalesced into something practical for you. Um, we are joined for that by Kyunghee University Department of Medical Classics researcher Eunggyung Yoon. Hi, Eunggyung. Hi, Kurt. So we're going to get to some really serious matters in just a moment. But first, I want to just address with you some of these articles. They've popped up like popcorn after Michael Phelps got out of the pool over in Rio in the Olympics mm-hmm. with those purple circles on his back. Now, anybody mm-hmm. who's gone to a Korean sauna or a jimjibang, uh, he's going to be familiar with those. Uh, right. Those are from cupping therapy, hot cups on the back. But to see it on a young Olympic athlete has caused quite a stir in the mm-hmm. media. And especially in the West, people have, people have said, what the heck is going on there? Um, I, I, let's just touch upon uh, cupping. Tell me what it's for and what it does. Well, cupping is one of the most oldest methods in Korean medicine. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's creating a vacuum inside this cup and attaching it to wherever you're sore or you feel stagnated or mm. there's pain. So those are the symptoms that cupping is most frequently used from. The vacuum in the cup, by heating the air in the cup, is if you've ever seen it, it's sucking the skin and the blood to the surface, mm-hmm. and it almost looks like uh, purple grapes on your back. Right. Uh, and as a result, this, the the capillaries and the blood vessels break, and you have little circular bruises—not so little, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're about as big as the diameter of a glass or a cup. Um, and the way I've always understood it is to stimulate the blood flow or somehow stimulate. Why doesn't uh, an Olympic swimmer who's, you know, swimming off, you know, 8,000 calories or something a day uh, need the blood to be stimulated? Isn't, isn't his exercise and his routine enough? Do you think that cupping is doing a guy like Michael Phelps any good? Um, sure. I think athletes, especially because they move their muscles so much, they tend to get sore in certain places that are not where the blood or chi is not flowing well or there's excessive use mm. and that creates some sort of um, alternative stagnation and soreness mm. and numbness and in those cases cupping can actually help stimulation of the blood flow it's fascinating to look at when you look at how this uh you know, Michael Phelps getting cupping is being written up in the media around the world. Depending on the source, you see some real daylight between how they view cupping. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the West, you're seeing some very snarky, cynical headlines. Right. I think the Atlantic wrote up, uh, hey, Michael Phelps, please stop cupping now. Um, and uh, the West, the Eastern, uh, certainly the English language dailies here in Korea have had much more reverence for it. It's in, mm-hmm. And they've, they've really deconstructed it and said this is something that uh, has done a lot of people good in the context of Korean medicine and why not do Mm -hmm. some cupping so uh, fascinating I wonder if we'll see more athletes in the future with these marks on their back uh, particularly the swimmers and so on all right, Eunggyung, let's move on to the real topic of the day, a rather serious one. This uh, is, unlike most of our discussions, bounces off of a very topical headline. Recently in Hyundai, down in Busan, uh, there was a deadly uh, car crash, right? right? The man apparently was driving 
and had an epileptic seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's some talk about, hey, should epileptics uh, be allowed to drive under all conditions? Should they be allowed to drive at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think you would find a, a certain range of opinion out there. I think a lot of Western doctors, correct me if I'm wrong, they feel that epilepsy is more or less under control with the proper medicine regime, right? Right. I I was once on a plane, and just the row ahead of me, Mm -hmm. a woman went into an epileptic seizure. Oh, Uh, it was a terrifying thing to behold. A terrifying thing. She is her body is going into convulsions, Mm -hmm. uh, up and down. She is un her her head was striking the seat in front of her, and then she simply kind of passed out, and she Mm -hmm. had to be tended to in the back of the plane. Mm -hmm. That delayed our takeoff for I don't know about an hour or so. Uh, Thank God she was uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But you understand if somebody goes in a seizure, how they can't drive. Right. Um, if that, you know, very unlikely event does happen. Give us a little bit of, um, of uh, a sketch of what epilepsy is in both the Western and the Korean sense. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Western sense, epilepsy is known to be caused by um, irregularity or imbalance in the brain mm-hmm. transmitters. In Korean medicine, epilepsy has been in Korean medicine for a very long time as well and it is also considered a a disease in the head as the character implies Mm. Um, but in Korean medicine because cognitive or mental abilities are closely linked with the heart they talk about how the heart spirits um, impairment causes epilepsy so it's not just about the brain or the head but it's about the spirits inside the heart what is the Korean medical uh, or the Korean traditional word for their equivalent of epilepsy? Um, the main character is Chun. Does that mean head? Yes, it okay. does. Chun? Chunjil or Chungan. Chunjil, Chungan. Um, right. Is that the word that a Western, like a Korean Western style doctor would use for epilepsy or would they use a different term, do you think? They used to use Kanjil. Aha. Uh-huh. But nowadays, they change the terminology into 뇌전증. I see. So that would be the most frequent word you would hear. Okay. So it's a little bit tweaked. So there's a little bit of a parting of the ways between the two concepts. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that tonjil uh, ton would refer to a malady of the, the head. But uh, the head and the heart are connected in Korean traditional medicine. So is this partially thought of as a, as a heart ailment as well? Yes. When treating epilepsy, the heart is considered the first to look. So epilepsy is known to be caused by some sort of stagnation in the heart or excessive heat. Mm. Okay. So uh, is there just one size fits all sort of tonjil or uh, are there different sort of forms that it can take? Well, tonjil is an overall term for this symptom Mm -hmm. and it could be further categorized into five different types Mm. that correspond to the five organs the five organs refresh my memory um liver heart lung spleen and kidney interesting okay and so those all have different kind of uh names and do they have different symptoms well, in the medical text, there is mentioning of how the five different organs, um, when epilepsy happens due to certain correspondence to the organs, they show different symptoms 
um, displaying similar behavior to certain types of animals. Mm -hmm. So each type of epilepsy is coined with the animal name. So you can have like, uh, for example, cow ep- cow jeonggan. Right. Okay. It's called ugan. Ugan, <laughs> or uh, chicken uh, gan, and those are each tied to different right. uh, sort of parts of the body. Mm-hmm. This is one of those cases. I mean, uh, the, the the metaphor and the story behind the how Korean traditional medicine views the illness is fascinating to listen to, but I wonder. Uh, somebody who appears to be demonstrating signs of epilepsy, mm-hmm. does Korean medical practice have the same confidence in treating that person as, say, a medical hospital, uh, a Western-style medical hospital would? Because uh, I can picture a Western doctor saying, listen, if I get the right pharmaceuticals to this person, yes, they can drive and they can have a license. Mm-hmm. Would a Korean medical doctor be able to say with the same confidence, you know, with traditional treatment, this guy can drive? If a patient suffering from epilepsy came to me, I would feel a little anxious because Korean medicine does not really um, deal with the immediate symptoms, for example. exactly. Yeah, I can't give them medicine and promise them that, oh, from two hours from now you'll be free of symptoms, you can drive and do whatever you mm. like. It's more of a long-term treatment. Yeah, That's exactly the sort of where... Eastern and uh, Western medicine seem to part ways is that Western medicine is excellent at treating the acute symptoms in a very targeted kind of way. Right. You know, we can uh, forestall you having a seizure and Mm -hmm. you're guaranteed mostly to be able to drive, whereas the Eastern approach would be, yes, we will regulate your holistic overall health and uh, it'll be much much less likely that you will develop uh, so many a, a, a huge range of illnesses mm-hmm. and you'll be an overall healthier person mm-hmm. whereas <laughs> you know the western doctor will be sure here's your epilepsy medicine i don't care that you weigh 300 pounds and that your blood pressure is this <laughs> and that your chi is that and you're having digestion you know come to me when you have the acute symptoms of that mm-hmm. right right um do we have any historical sort of jump off points where uh, we saw epilepsy in the classics yes there are a couple mentionings of tonzil in historical texts and they're mostly about how a person was suffering from epilepsy and then somebody sacrificed their finger or a limb to give blood to really? treat that epilepsy. That's, that's, I would think by now that's been discredited as a remedy. Of course, of yeah. course. But it seems like if we look through the formulas, the most frequently used ingredient is pig's heart or blood from pig's heart. So blood supplement seems to be the core in treating epilepsy. Is that still a thing? Yes. Really? Mm -hmm. So uh, an infusion of blood from what? An animal or a donor or what? Most of the time, pig's blood is considered the best. No kidding. Into the the circulatory system. Oh, no, it's um, either eaten or put into the formula. Aha. Okay. So it supplements the heart blood. In liquid form or could this person go off and eat a sundae um, or it something? Could, it could be just added to the formula or it could be steamed and eaten like sundae or sanjiku. <laughs> sundae as, a, as an epilepsy remedy. Wow, that's okay. Um, pig's blood. Do you, what is it, do you know what it is about the pig's blood? Um, pig's blood is, well, pig is cold in nature despite it being meat. Uh-huh. So it has a cooling property. I see. And the blood, um, blood tends to be hot, but in pig's case, 
it's a, it has a little bit of a cooling and supplementing quality, which matches well with the excessive heat and deficiency of blood in epilepsy patients. Yeah. Fascinating to hear how these different animals or food sources, if, if you like, have different heating or cooling properties. Not to pigeonhole you, Ungyong, but uh, do you think people with epilepsy, uh, should they be examined more closely in terms of granting a driver's license? Or um, I think awareness is important, but they shouldn't be banned. Definitely. Okay. So don't don't put them in a, a corner or right. stigmatize them. That's probably the bottom line on today's Health Mirror. Ungyong, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And Koreascape returns right after this. Thank you.